This is episode 74 of the Gamer Sushi Show. In this week's episode, we talk about the new iPhones, Kickstarter, Saints Row 4, and GTA 5. Hi, and welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Eddie. I'm Mitch. I'm Jeff. I'm Anthony. And this is episode 74 of the podcast. I have a fever and a stomach bug, so I am not going to be a troll. I'm going to be serious, Eddie. We both know that you're going to be more troll than you've ever trolled. <laughs> Who only talks about serious things like my bowel movements today? See, already um, you're trolling. No, this is a legit topic. No, this is normal for Eddie. This is a legit topic. That this is actually more normal than it should be. My my butt is a thing that warrants discussion sometimes, especially on a day like today. Eddie, have a seat right over there. Why don't you tell us about your butt? Well, it is brown. Um, so we're going to talk about video games. I didn't stuff. say stop. <laughs> hey, Sharpie, you're probably the only one left listening, so we're just going to dedicate this podcast to you. I'm going to talk about some video game stuff, but, you know, I'm going to be a little loopy, so just stop me. If I start looping, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Looper. Who is a looper. Um, I guess, in terms of video game news, the big thing that has come out this week, um, I don't really know where to start. We've got GTA Online, we've got the PS Vita TV, um, we've got uh, the new iPhones. Um, Jeff, you pick a topic. Oh, God. Let's yep. talk about the iPhones. Okay. Tell us about them. So so the, there are now two new product lines for the iPhone. There's the iPhone 5S, which is sort of like the high-end fancy model. Um, it comes in... It's gold. Well, yeah. So the, the interesting thing about the gold, like I don't find the gold at all appealing, but apparently um, it's pretty common for, for people to have like their iPhones um, sort of replated in, in like Asian countries. And apparently gold oh. is a really popular color. So, so um, what I was reading was that even if gold doesn't necessarily appear, uh, appeal to Americans, it's probably going to be a big deal in like China. I knew so it's, it's like the Pacific China these rim days. of iPhones. It's the Pacific Rim of iPhones. Yep. <laughs> See, I also feel like it's it's part of it is a status thing so that people know like they change the color of it so that people know you have a new iPhone. Right. Right. Because like if you just bought a 5s and it looked exactly like the five, then which no is one why they made the cheap it. ones those crazy colors. Yep. Well, yep. yeah. So the the 5s and actually I want to say shame people. <laughs> even the the silver and the slate look slightly different from the the yeah. current ones. It's yeah. space gray. Yeah, or space gray. I think, yeah, the five is slate and the new one is space gray. Space it, gray is actually like a really good name for like a cheesy sci-fi protagonist. <laughs> is it Dorian Gray? No. I don't know who Dorian Gray is. Dorian Gray in space? Portrait. The portrait of Dorian oh, Gray. So Dorian Gray is a character in an Oscar Wilde novel where he has a painting in his... Attic. I thought he was the character from Fifty Shades of Grey. We could not be further from video <laughs> games right now. Yeah. That's fine. Hey, he, has a, he has a painting. He has a, spinning it. He has a painting it. in his attic no, that, grows, that grows old while he doesn't. So he stays young forever and he has an uh, ugly painting. That's right. He was in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which we all saw. Right. Which was actually why Sean Connery t- quit acting because of that it, movie. It sounded like I got, he said I almost the League too. of Extraordinary Jellymen. That's a different Which thing. would be an altogether different movie. That would be quite 
Right. We need to assemble Delicious. the rich faces. <laughs> oh, iPhones. iPhones. So the 5S, it, not only does it have like the new gold color, but it's also got a 64-bit processor um, and a fingerprint sensor. So, so it can run Super Mario 64. Well, so, so instead of having to like just push the home button or have a passcode, um, I, I mean, like I hate the passcode. Like whenever I've had one on, it drives me crazy. So I, have, I don't have one on my phone. Um, the new one has a, a fingerprint sensor where you can use that instead of a passcode, and it's actually like more secure. But one of the coolest things about it is I read this uh, article where the the develop one of the developers at a was it Chair that that develops Infinity Blade um, mm-hmm. talking about Infinity Blade three, and he was saying that when they got their hands on the the new iPhone 5s, they were like, all right, let's let's throw you know more and more stuff at it and he's talking about like you know full screen anti-aliasing bloom dragon flying in um spraying flames and it's like hundreds and hundreds of particles and he's listing off all these like crazy things and it and he says it ran like um a charm and he was just absolutely blown away so i mean the the 5s has an incredibly powerful processor it also will do hd video at 120 uh, frames per second so you can do slow-mo with your iphone that's crazy like genuine slow-mo not like yeah. janky slow-mo um so the the 5s is sort of like the crazy uh you know high-end model and then the 5c <clears throat> is the one that has a, a plastic backing that comes in in pastel colors mm-hmm. and it's basically like the iphone 5's um in, internals with just like that plastic body and it's actually not that much of a price difference. Like people, no, it's really not. People were expecting just do the colors too. Yeah, yeah. People were expecting people, like, you bought that at Walmart. Yeah, well, people were expecting it to be like the the quote unquote cheap iPhone, but really what it is, like every, for the last couple of years, um, whenever a new iPhone comes out, the previous year's iPhone just drops down a level, and that's considered the slightly more cost effective iPhone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still like people want them to be cheap unlocked. And I don't know if that'll ever be no, you know, the case. I mean, but yeah, so it's, many, many those are the it's options. Ever. It's like the, the and, and apparently the plastic like is really nice, like much better done than I guess the 3G and the 3GS had plastic backings. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually seriously considering, I mean, I have, I have a five and I don't think my contract is, is up for another year. Um, but I'm going to see how much it would cost for me to upgrade to a, a 5S. Mine's up in March. I'll see what kind of credit they give me, and I'll take yeah. it from there. Well, I actually just realized I have a, an AT&T store within, like, walking distance of where I live. So I'll probably just, like, walk over there on, on the release day and see what they'll give me for, like, a trade-in. I, like, right. just upgraded to a 5, so... I mean, you'll be you'll be fine. That's waited. the thing, like... I'm, no, I'm using this I'm sure I'm for 4S. Fine. Me, too. I'm on the 4S. 4S. The only reason... The, the other thing, too, that, like, I'm going to need a really good, like, credit upgrade credit from my carrier... Because then you got to buy new cases, you got to buy new chargers, you know, like because the because the five t- you know is a different shape and it has a different charger than the the 4s. So I need a I need a really good upgrade thing to justify the cost to myself. Okay, so, so. spinning this back to games, Chair had a big part of the iPhone um, kind of presentation or whatever it was that was going on this week. Um, how long before before Apple comes out? of one of these comes out on one of these presentations with like a gamepad 
mm. for like the Apple TV or something like that. Because so, like this this week, Sony just announced the PS Vita TV, um, and it it seems like like a direct shot fired at the Apple TV because it's the same price. Um, it, it works very similarly, but then you can also put PS Vita games in it, um, and you can play them with a DualShock controller. So I'm waiting for the day that Apple turns the Apple TV into something similar. Yeah, supposedly uh, there's... Uh, <clears throat> I want to say that I read about there being some kind of plan for a gamepad. It's either built into iOS 7 that it supports gamepads, um, or there's some talk of... Man, I can't remember where I saw that. Well, because Amazon is working, it has a games division now. So mm-hmm. Amazon is working on its own games. So well, yeah, anything, Am- any, anything Amazon does is going to be based around <clears throat> Android and will probably be similar to the Ouya, but mm, better made. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm hearing all kinds of terrible stuff about the Ouya. Yeah, can we just can I just rant about Kickstarters? I won't rant, <laughs> but please tell me your thoughts on Kickstarter. I, I hate them now like, really? like every time every time i 180 read, yeah every time i see a news article that's like this kickstarter is touching itself i'm just like no <coughs> and then i just close the whatever i'm reading like i'm so sick of hearing about kickstarter well, you'll see a cool idea and you'll get excited and you'll be like oh but it's a kickstarter what from some from a guy in his basement that were from kickstarters yet ftl star command star command was kind of disappointing though right yeah yeah, yeah it was, it was ftl was a win yeah. yeah, FTL was good. Um, I like, I'm okay with small studios doing it, but it's when yeah. just like these four dudes are taking all your money. Old NES game. Yeah, I'm getting so sick of Kickstarter. Have you seen that? Have you seen that Penny Arcade about Kickstarter? No. Oh, it's pretty funny. It's just like it's like I'm John Video Games, and in 1980, I invented video games. Now I need your money to help me fund a new video game. Yeah, you can online with your friends. It's just like some dude who like can't get a publisher to back his game anymore. Is just like I made a popular game you enjoyed. You enjoyed in your childhood. Please give me money. Yeah, I made Pitfall. Now I want to make a new version of it. That's yeah. not. Yeah, I want to make Pitfall HD. So, so most of the stuff that I've backed on there has actually been books, which seems like a good. Yeah, you know, like I've had a good success rate on on that. But um, I just remembered uh, one of the first things I backed was Kentucky Route Zero. So I actually have. Oh, I've heard that's a win. Yeah. So that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about and that. And actually, I I, but I backed Tropes versus Women, but I haven't watched any of her videos. I just like I've, backed like really? $5. I've yeah. watched uh, two of them. They were good. I watched some of her older stuff before the Kickstarter. That's like I had heard about her and watched some of her stuff and liked it before the Kickstarter even happened. Um, but yeah, I haven't I watched, watched one any of, them. of the, the newer ones. It was ones. all right. Did she make you? Did you want to cut off your penis after you were done? No, that's no. What it's, all the, that's what all the comments it's, make. It's it out kind to of be. funny. It, it, despite the fact that I'm a man, uh, I, I, I enjoyed the video and thought she made some good points. Um, and also the, you know, the format of her videos has always been, you know, it's sort of like a pop culture approach to yeah. feminism. So it's never meant. It's never meant to have been like a, you know, complex deep dive dissertation on the subject. Like I think some people have criticized her for for being kind of uh, surface level on some of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, for not diving enough into X, right. Y, and Z. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I need to watch those. Since, I mean, but yeah, everything else. Like you know, um, I backed uh, this thing that's uh, a Hamlet choose your own adventure nice. uh, awesome. called To Be or Not to Be, and it, it's like a bunch of web comic artists did art for it. And it came and it's this like huge tome. It's like 800 pages long because there's so many. That's awesome. So that was pretty cool. And then like, yeah, I, I, I backed the Veronica Mars movie, which is filming. Um, but yeah, game, game wise, yeah, I backed the usual suspects like Double Fine and the Banner Saga. 
and uh, Broken Sword, The Serpent's Curse is another one, and Dreamfall Chapters. But other than that, like... So you've backed the reputable ones yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I've backed the big ones. And yeah. yeah, if you think about it, like of the five... that makes sense to be Kickstarters, I feel like. Right, right. Exactly. I, but the, the funny yeah. thing is, of the five games... Someone judge you. Yeah, I've, of the five games I've backed... Kentucky Route Zero is the only one that's really delivered. Banner, Banner Saga, I guess they delivered that... Um, yeah, that, like, holdover. Stopgap, like, yeah. which I didn't want to play. I wanted to play the single-player version, so... Man, are you guys all enjoying playing Broken Age, which is totally out by now? I I actually don't think that they should be... Um, I don't know. I don't really feel like talking shit about Double Fine. Like, uh, I think when it comes out, it's going to be good, and... I think I, they deserve a little shit. For I, you know what? Honestly, I feel like doing these, the second Kickstarter. Dude, and I feel the like these budget. The, the thing is, I feel like these budget problems were always happening in the background. We just never knew about them. Like mm. that's that's the thing about people getting so pissed off about this. I think what's what's part of what's happening with Kickstarter is more visibility on yeah, more transparency. Yeah, transparency for better and for worse. Um, right, which I, is fine. Like I just, but like I said, like just the. Uh, the, the doing a second Kickstarter before your first one has come out, and then when you you know before they announced the big delay of Broken Age and how they were going to do it or whatever, uh, just th- that was a little shady. I like Double Fine. I'm still all in. I'm really excited about the Massive Chalice thing. It just was like, oh, you know, you pr- like. I don't know if the Massive Chalice would have gotten as much uh, backing had they done the Broken Age announcement beforehand. Oh, yeah. definitely not. There would have been yeah. a huge backlash. That just felt a like, little. No. I was like, oh, that's that's. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, yeah. I mean, ever I'm, since I'm Double really Fine excited went about they've had a pretty good pedigree. So you yeah, know, like, like, it's Tim. I mean, like, look, we trust him. It's it's going to be fine. If anybody else had done that, there should be rioting about it. He's yeah. everyone's favorite crazy uncle. He can get away with it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I've I've definitely heard about the the thoroughly sketchy ones where there was like, what was it? There was some board game where. Um, oh yeah. Well, the guy was like, "Yeah, you're starting my company." Right. Yeah. Des- despite the fact that that was not how the Kickstarter it. portrayed it, and yeah, so there have definitely been sketchy Kickstarters, and yeah. I I don't know. I think it's it it all comes back to you need to pay attention when you fund something, and and not just like fund everything willy nilly. Like, I, I think it's a, it's a matter of like, okay, how much have they done so far? You know, how like what what is their history? What kind of you know rewards can you expect to get out of it? Like what? So for example, again going back to the book stuff, um, one of the ones that I really liked the way they did it was it was an, an anthology, and as soon as it got backed, um, I got my rewards, which were um, two eBooks from the collection of a publisher. So even though the actual anthology I backed isn't out yet, it's not going to be out yet until next year. I've already gotten my other rewards, so. Like, I, I think if more Kickstarters could do that kind of thing where, okay, you backed it, and we're going to go ahead and give you this now, and you'll get the finished product later, you know, and that be part of the expectation. I think that would help defray some of the, the frustration, you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, like, I, I'm not frustrated over anything. I think me and Eddie were talking earlier, and I think what his point was just like, you know, every t- you it's just constant on, on the video mm. game websites. They're right. just constantly like, oh, here's a cool idea for a game, but it's just some guy you've never heard of who right. wants to remake. And it's just, it just gets a little exhausting. It's like, oh, come on. I do, I do think, I do think we should all like side eye the uh, video game Kickstarters a little bit more. 
Yeah. Um, just because it seems like that industry in general has budget problems, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, sure. I, I think part of what we're seeing is really just that the budget problems the video game industry has always had becoming much more clear. Um, so, you know, I, was, I think I was reading, like, <clears throat> maybe it was the Banner Saga guys were saying that, like, you know, once they're finished with that game, they, they may um, try to do another Kickstarter, but they would have, you know, they would approach it differently. Like, they'd have more ready or I can't remember what they said. It was actually interesting. And I was like, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. Um, let me see if I can find it. Um, I just, I mean, like, it, I kind of feel like part of uh, what needs to happen is people need to learn from these experiences and do better next time. And I hope people don't, like, I hope the, the, the backlash doesn't cut the platform off at the knees because... I feel right, like there, one day there will be like a giant massive like failure and hopefully it won't destroy the whole concept. Yeah, yeah I mean that's you know? that's the thing. And there I, needs to be that giant massive failure. You well, know, so no, I don't understand what it is. I, I just feel like people need to be be understand that it's like any other kind of business situation. There are going to be failures. There's going to be people who don't follow, follow through. That doesn't mean the platform as a whole is problematic. It just means that those people did right, not have good yeah. business sense. Yeah, you've got to be a little bit more discerning. Yeah, because I don't think the problem is Kickstarter. I think the pe the problem is the way people approach Kickstarter. You know. Yeah. yeah and I don't know, I don't know if they could fix that without like. What was the um, the mighty number no. nine from the Mega Man creator? Um, that's pretty neat. I like I like that idea. But um, yeah, like, but like a guy with that pedigree couldn't go to a publisher and pitch that game and get money for that. That's the thing too. Yeah, he needed two million dollars, and you know, yeah, well, like, like he's the dude he who probably, invented like he, Mega Man and Dead yeah, Rising and some other game. I'm sure he could go to anyone, and just be like, "Hey, I want to make a Mega Man-ish platformer." He could probably just go right up to Notch and be like, "Hey, give me two million dollars." I'll make well, it. Well, I mean, game. okay, that's that's also the argument. Well, like, I with, mean, I wouldn't go to Notch because I'd actually want to get it released, but other than <laughs> that. Well, so, so that, that's, that's the argument that people made about the Zach Braff Kickstarter, which I know annoyed a lot of people, was because as soon as he got funded, what ended up happening was he was able to get distribution money, um, like almost basically... Yeah, just, that there's a demand. Yeah, and so we that, was the, thi that was the thing. Like, you know, it seemed like he, he could have gone anywhere to get that money, but essentially Kickstarter was proving that people wanted to see the movie that he couldn't get funded otherwise, you know? Yes. Like that, that's that's what's hard for people to to understand is that like I also think it's, part of it is that there are so many different industries like you know interacting with Kickstarter you can't paint them all with the same brush just because uh you know m maybe it's it's a good point to say just because a, a Kickstarter for a physical object works one way doesn't mean that a Kickstarter for a game should work the same way, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I mean if you look at the front page there's stuff like, you know, Stacking tableware, <laughs> uh, or or like move. Uh, actually, that looks kind of cool. Tableware. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm glad the pro platform exists. I'll probably keep funding stuff. I doubt I'm going to fund any more games until more of the ones that I've funded actually get delivered. Like, I kind of want to wait. Well, the thing, the way I always Shadowrun is... Returns was a Kickstarter, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, that one, that one came out. The thing is, like, anything, I've never funded anything because anything that I'd be like, oh, that looks cool, it'll be funded before I could even, like, get home from work that day to fund it, you know? Like, so there's never a, really a need for me to, to Well, th well that's to do what it. the iPhone app is for. 
Yeah, yeah I, think- I, I don't care enough. I've been on the Kickstarter <laughs> website twice, ever. Yeah, so that's I I'm saving my money for specific things. I, I can't afford to just be giving it out willy-nilly. I think that if people want Kickstarter to be a success for like video games and stuff, I think that the next time like that a bunch of video game Kickstarters go to get funded, there needs to be like more concrete stuff from the video games because Planetary Annihilation was something I Kickstarted, and I didn't know that like the video uh, that was in the Kickstarter that I based my funding off of was like a pre-rendered thing. It wasn't even live gameplay. Like I thought that was gameplay, but it was actually just like a target render. Oh, so yeah, so like after I found that out, I was like. A little bit. I was like, uh, so I felt a little cheated about that, but they, I've gotten emails from them and they're getting closer to hitting that target video. But I think that the next time people try and do that stuff, they need to have that, those assets at least in like some concrete form before they go asking for money. Cause otherwise people are just going to get burned all over again. So it's like how many times at bat do they have before people stop trusting them? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but like Jeff said, it's a good concept to just, it, it's a case by case basis. So, Mitch, yeah. I understand you've started uh, Saints Row 4. Do you want to talk about what your initial reactions are to that? How far are you in the game? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure how far I am. I just did Pierce's rescue mission. Okay. So maybe right. I'm, like, close to halfway through, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you wouldn't be able to get to that point in, until you were a decent way through. Yeah, the game is actually, like, really short for a Saints Row game, so it kind of caught me, caught me off guard. I can kind of sense that I'm coming up to, like, the halfway point, sort of, like, getting into the end, but uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. I really like the ability to, like, just jump around the city and use your powers, and it's basically a better Crackdown game than Crackdown ever was. Yeah. Yeah. I actually yeah, really, rec- like, I really recommend um, doing the... Well, it's, you have to do the loyalty missions. Because... You have to do the loyalty missions, but the side missions are essential because they get you some of the coolest stuff. Yeah. Like Keith yeah. David's side mission ends with you getting unlimited sprinting, which you need. Exactly. Because it, it pissed me off so much to just be like running around, doing awesome stuff, and then it's just like, oh, I'm running like a normal dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, like, I don't know why they lock that behind a side mission, but um, one thing I'm noticing, I don't know if you guys are running into this, I'm playing on the PC and there's like a ton of glitches. Like, have you run into the one where you like jump really high and then you end up floating along the ground? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, that's happened to me twice. And really? I had one time I've like floated around, and you can't like you can't interact with anything because the game thinks you're flying or like jumping. Oh no! So you have to just basically run around and hope a car runs you over and knocks you out of it. No, I had I, one glitch where I had to restart my whole PS3, but that was the only thing that ever happened. I, yeah, I've I actually couple, I've had a couple missions where the scripting failed to kick off, and I had to restart from checkpoint. Yep. Wait, I think there me was too. something like that once. Um, hold on. During the for me, it was during the night oh, late. Matt Miller's during uh, the the mission where you have to fight veteran child. Um, yeah. Oh, that that happened for me too. Yeah, I what killed happened the first is guy. He got knocked up high through all of my massive explosions I was throwing out there. He got knocked up high on top of this box and it wouldn't let me interact with him at, at the end of the mission. So I had oh, to, yeah. to restart it. Um, but I just pulled out my trusty upstep gun gun and owned everybody. Yeah, oh, that gun is amazing. Once you get the explosive wub upgrade, oh god, <laughs> so good. That gun is so overpowered; it was ridiculous. And I'm fine with freeze dubstep gun and then Captain Mal's pistol, and that's all oh, I need. Captain Mal's pistol when I was just like game of the year, game of the year, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and the Han Solo gun too. Oh, yep. Oh, just great. Pulse rifle from Aliens. The Team Fortress shotgun. I guess I didn't find all of these movie reference guns. I or I don't know. Are, so, when you go into to customize the guns, 
in the uh, when you when you go into a shop and you pick the gun and you can customize it. Right. It'll it'll say like um, like the gun will be called the Captain and the head the subtitle is for when you aim to misbehave. Gotcha. You know, and stuff like that. Or the ne- and the next version of it will be like shiny, you know, and mm. stuff like that. I never really played with customized. Basically, I like made everything. Oh, you should just be just to see the references. I and, just and I made everything. Yeah, there's a ton. Purple. Yeah. Like I well, I, nothing. I, I guess I didn't. The Blade see Runner it. gun and stuff like yeah. that. I guess Have I didn't. You guys see used the Murica weapon yet? Yes. No, I didn't get that. Okay, what is it like? Because it replaces the dubstep gun, so I don't really want to use it. But is it awesome? It's like a hair just shoots out like rockets and flamethrowers and plays like Hail to the Chief. Yep, it's hilarious. Oh, I might need to try that out. I haven't gotten into a single vehicle unless the game forces me. So that like jet that comes with it, the Eagle Jet, I haven't even used that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Like I, you're, I don't you're even want to take the time. Strike. Yeah. Once By you the get time. The, stomp power. the time it would take him to get up into the vehicle, I'll already be where I need to be. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I would say the only the, the only missions sad. the only missions in the game that are kind of tedious are the car missions. <laughs> well, especially because when you get super sprint, like, and especially the tornado. Yeah. When you like go to sprint into a car and do like the Bo Duke maneuver or whatever, it was yeah. awesome in three. But now that you can like run and like pull cars behind you in a tornado, it's kind of just like, oh, I've tossed that car halfway across town. Well, never mind. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the the Bo Duke is impossible once you're powered up. <laughs> Because you'll just like, yeah, every time I would try and do it, it'd be like, oh, wait, no, I just ran into the car and it's gone. Okay, sorry, car. That's oh, that right, car exploded, explode. causing a chain reaction because it was on fire, causing yeah. the rest of the cars on the street to explode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have, I guess they haven't said when the first uh, DLC pack is coming out. The uh, What is it? The Enter the, Enter the Dominatrix? Yeah, I'm really interested in that one because apparently, like, the actors in it, like, comment on it like it's a mockumentary or something. About how DLCs get canceled and like restarted. Yeah. So that sounds pretty interesting. Also, who got who are you guys using for your voice? Um, I just use the de- the female number one, whatever one. Uh, female number one, Laura Bailey, the sort of sardonic one, snarky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's See, funny I, is I was I playing, was using uh, Nolan North for a while, but like he totally phones it in. I thought it would be hilarious, but it's just kind of Nolan North repeating Troy Baker's lines. Oh. With like occasional references to him being Nolan North, so I just switched over to the Cockney guy. Nice. I used him in Saints Row to the Cockney guy. What's funny is I was playing um, Fallout New Vegas last night, and this female soldier you run into, I was like, this voice sounds familiar. I know this voice. So I looked it up, and it was Laura Bailey, the female voice number one from Saints Row 3 and 4. And I was like, oh, cool, all right. I'll be nice to you, baby, because you're my character in my Saints Row game. Oh, yes. Yeah, but no, she's really good. Like, her voice act, she is so funny. She reminds me a lot of Femship, Jennifer Hale. Yeah, no, I can see that. Just that sort of like when you like do Renegade Femship, that sort of like sardonic Mm -hmm. voice. Yeah, Yeah, see, I I made her, I made the character look a little bit like Olivia Munn, and I gave her that voice, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. It's it's the closest I'll get to a date with Olivia Munn. (laughs) Where she's jumping over rooftops and freezing aliens. Jumping over rooftops. And I put her in that like. As she does. (laughs) That classy, well, not not classy, but like the low cut dress with the like the slit in or whatever, which is cool for the most part, but then like you do these giant leaps or whatever, and you're like, and there's your thong. That's not what I intended. Or is that exactly like what you intended? Yeah. Well, at the end, it's what I... I was like, well, this is a happy accident. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually... Uh, I was surprised at how much I liked Fallout New Vegas when I started playing it. Um, it's, been, it's been a little while since I did. Like, I bought it on sale a month or two ago. Um, I think on, like, some random other site. Not even Green Man Gaming. It was, like, 
Gamergate or something like that. Gamesgate? Eh. Anyway, yeah, I really liked it. Um, I was expecting it to be more of a retread because it. I guess it had a reputation when it came out for being like not not as exciting as people wanted it to be. I don't know. It seemed yeah, like it was I'm, pretty well made. It is. It's fun. I mean, uh, the, the storyline and the, the different factions and everything are it's a neat twist on it because usually you know you you can play the game and like your choices don't really matter that much. i mean they matter a little bit but like in fallout 3 with the few exceptions there wasn't anything too game changing but with this like there's whole missions that you know if you choose this faction you will miss oh, out on whole right, parts of the game right yeah because like another faction will get hostile so right exactly so, yeah and, so through, like, I was kind of intending to play the game as kind of a dick, but because the New California Republic is kind of everywhere, they have bases everywhere, and I run into them constantly, I've sort of had to be nice to them out of necessity of not getting my ass shot every five minutes. <laughs> so if I get the chance to betray them, though, I'm, I'm going to use it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm not sure they knocked it out of the park with that DLC for Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Did, did that pack come with it, or yeah, just when, New Vegas? When I, when I bought it, I got the Game of the Year edition, so I, I've got all the DLC. Oh, nice. Yeah, I hear a lot of that DLC is really, really good. It's good to hear. As opposed to Fallout 3, which was kind of hit or miss. I, you yeah, know, there was I, like two or three. I think there were two really good ones. Yeah, I have the I have the game of the year for Fallout 3 also, but uh, I, I don't know if I'll ever finish it. Like, I played through part of the Brotherhood of Steel, I think, but that, and then, you know, it's been a while. I don't know. I think I, it, part of the problem is that I don't want to play them unless they're going to be quick to finish. Because I, I was kind of played out on Fallout 3 by the time I finally finished it. There was one um, Point Lookout, I think it was called. Uh, and that one was really good because it actually sent you to a different place. Right. Um, yeah, it was a whole other map. Yeah, it was a whole other map. And this kind of like with these redneck swampy guys. And it was, it was pretty neat. A lot of Lovecraftian quests. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. Like, so I'm not sure what I'm going to play, play next. I, I kinda, Grand Theft Auto 5? Well, I'm not going to buy Grand Theft Auto 5 until you guys buy it and tell me how it is. Um, and, and considering the fact that, that uh, Eddie, who has been quiet for a little while, is, is now back, um, we, we should jump into talking about Grand Theft Auto. Eddie, Grand Theft Auto, go. <laughs> Let's talk about the good stuff that's come out about Grand Theft Auto this week. The, there are oh. 500 missions for GTA Online at launch, and they will add more. That's kind of crazy. They I say, mean, you know that there's going to be people that like... Fly won't even play the game like, yeah, yeah, or yeah. that they'll fly through those yeah they'll like... fly through that just to get to that <laughs> but yeah so what kind of missions are these um they said um i posted it in the thing let me see if oh good i still have it um they said everything that you will find in the actual um single player game heist missions robberies assaulting gang hideouts hijacking armored vehicles races tennis golf base jumping and then there'll be others that'll change like other activities that'll change regularly um through the rockstar social club and you can like start a crew and then your crew leader will decide who keeps the loot um you know based on like your performance in the mission or something i don't know like maybe a guild or something here's the thing i'm more excited about online that i am the actual game i think now really it's yeah it's i've never really liked the like like gta 4 i hated the main story um like just the 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 grand theft auto stories have never been like that great to me um but what i love like in red dead redemption it works similar to red dead redemption 
where it was kind of this persistent online world where you play with your friends and like that was super fun in Red Dead and I'm really looking forward to it in this because it sounds like there's just so much to do and like I don't care about doing that by myself but doing it with friends is really awesome. Yeah, it it just sounds really neat. The fact that I'll be able to like, get together with you guys and just like oh let's let's rob a bank, let's do a heist, let's you can um they said you could uh you could, the point of the game is to get money and buy assets and everything like houses and stuff like that and. You can deposit your money because if somebody kills you, they can take any cash you have on you at that time. And then if they do, you can put a bounty on their head so somebody else will kill them and then you pay them for it. It's like, oh, man, me and Eddie are going to have fun just like jacking fools. <laughs> you remember when we all played, I think it was like you and me, Eddie, and maybe somebody else played like Red Dead Redemption online. I played, tried I played to, it like, with you guys at one point. Yeah, did, were you with us when we tried to like hold out in the center of town and get our wanted level as high as possible? Yeah, I think so. Awesome. Yeah, I yeah. think I was with, yeah. Yeah, that's like just re- those memories are like totally selling me on GTA Online because it's going to be like that, but like ten times as crazy. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think some of the story stuff with uh, with the switching between the viewpoints could be kind of cool, but it Rockstar missions tend to just be the same kind of things over and over and over again. And as long as yeah. they finally implemented checkpointing in their missions, then <laughs> I think they've said that they have have done. I think I wrote a preview of that, and also the fact that a, like a lot of the missions will be like setting up the heists you know like the, the the heist will be the big mission but like all these other missions that come before it is you doing all the things that you need to do to actually do the heist all right just something we've talked about before the the so biz- like, like the business that happens in a heist movie is like well we gotta go find right, a exactly, cracker before and, they do the heist yeah well we gotta go scope this out and... yeah we gotta get these materials we gotta get the you know so that's kind of neat i like that i we all know i didn't like gta 4 I'm, I'm kind of excited about this one, and you know I've got no other games until November fifteenth when the PS4 comes out. So I'm prepared to dive deep. It's out in a week. It is out. Week. Yeah. Can, a week. Can I can I share a concern with you guys about Grand Theft Auto Five? What's your yes. concern, Please do, sir? So my concern is that it is going to run like garbage. Because there's no because way it's a, huge a valid game. concern. There's no way it looks that good and runs at anywhere over like twenty frames a second. <laughs> When you said that you read somewhere that Red Dead Redemption was basically like barely running, like that yeah. game was so huge and pushed the systems to the max that like it, it barely ran. Yeah, like apparently the engine for that game was just so broken. Like that's why it hasn't come out on PC yet. Was because yeah. like the effort to like redo the engine and make it workable on PC would just cost way more than they would ever recoup. So I don't know what's what they've done to that engine, but the fact that it's like way bigger than Liberty City, you can switch between three characters on the fly, and it looks and it has that level of graphical fidelity, and also considering like Saints Row Four on the consoles is apparently like suffers a lot of performance hits because it has a lot of particle effects and the powers, and that's nowhere near the level of what they're doing in GTA Five. It just makes me like really worried for that game's performance. I would normally be, but Rockstar tends to not have these kinds of problems um so and I, I read some previews where they said that they even saw it running on the 360 and it ran just fine except for um uh the you know the edges weren't smooth because of the anti-aliasing aliasing do you have to uh, do a mandatory install on the 360 um i do not know let me see i just because that that would make sense because yeah. battlefield yes. 3 to get the high res textures Okay, so that okay, so now that and on the PS3 because of course, yeah, of course we knew All right, that. that actually that actually kind of makes sense, but I'm still kind of worried about how it'll perform regardless. So, so do you think they haven't announced a next gen version because they don't want to eat into their sales next week? Probably, probably. You know? 
Probably. Yeah, because they want the higher install base right now. They don't want to cannibalize those. I'm honestly surprised there hasn't been a PC announcement. Well, there's that GT- petition. There is probably, that petition. There's a petition that will prevent that from ever happening, my friend. <laughs> I, I signed it because, man, PC gamers, they need to get off their game pirating high horse. That's right. Stop stealing them shit. For those of you who don't know, there is a petition on, I think, probably change.org, because that's where all the fucking petitions are these days, right. um, that will do absolutely dick um, for people to stop. Tell us how you uh, really feel. Oh, God, if I could. Um, you can. This is our own podcast. We can say whatever true. we want. So the petition is to never have, to petition Rockstar to not make a PC version uh, because PC gamers need to stop stealing games. So as punishment, they don't get GTA Five is what the petition says. Right. Uh, this is very stupid. Who starts like, these things and who are the idiots that sign the same, up? The same, that's like the that same people who like said like we're not going to buy Affleck Sonic Episode 4 and we're going to buy Sonic Episode 1 instead. The same people who think that a fucking petition is going to keep Warner Brothers from having Ben Affleck be Batman or that they're going to change the, the cast of Fifty Shades of Grey based on this. Like, just go. <laughs> fucking losing nerds. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Of all the problems in the world, like this is the thing that's bothering you the most. Like whatever. So, so I've f- you seen the RoboCop trailer? Start a fucking petition about that. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I feel like we could. We're we're pretty much guaranteed a next gen version of of the game. Like it seem it would seem absurd for them to not at well, least. Definitely because they said that this GTA Online thing is something they want to do for years to come. Right. And like to sort of build on it from you know from this initial thing. Uh, so well, they'll need a client for the new Yeah, system. they're going to need to put it on the new systems. Because yeah, I was, was going to say, I'm going to be upset if, you know I mean, like there's no kind of transfer program. You know what I mean? Like if I start something with GTA Online, am I going to make a new account? Am I going to get it again on the PS4 so, in like a yeah. year? You know. Well, Battlefield 4 has a thing where you can transfer your stats from current gen to next gen, so I feel like Rockstar should be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that would that would make sense. It's, it's sort of like the, uh, you know... These accounts, like e- even if games can't be uh, cross-platform, user information needs to be. Like I, I feel like you know Sony's the PSN Plus stuff is is a good sign. Although I'm still kind of holding out hope that all the digital games I've gotten through PSN Plus for the PS3 will eventually be playable on a PS4 because it would be really disappointing if that entire like it like if I if I get rid of my PS3 and upgrade to a PS4 it would be really disappointing if the, all that digital library I've got is just useless, you know? Yeah. Yep. Speaking of digital games and stuff, Steam announced that they were going to be doing Steam sharing this week, which, which is, I yeah. I didn't read a whole lot about it. I just saw you guys emailing about it. I don't really know a whole I don't really know the details. Yeah, I si- like I signed up for the um the group that you have to join to join the beta. Um, so, so basically the way it works is that uh, you don't share just one game. You share your entire library. So, and I think it's, it's people can... Ten, yeah, ten well, authorized devices, yeah. Well, well, yeah. So it's like I can... I think it's that I can set my library as shareable and then my friends can, can request to, to have it. Um, I think that's how it works. I'm pretty sure so it's I can not be like Jeff kind of has your games. Yeah, he'll be can... like, "Yes, Eddie," and I'll be like, "Thanks." Um, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Jeff wants to play. Yeah, hopefully it's not going to be set up the way. Like, hopefully it'll be only your friends can see it because it is called family sharing. Um, you know, like 
that 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 to me would make the most sense. It's like if I if I set my library as shareable, then anybody on my friends list should be able to say, "Hey, can I you know request access to this?" Yeah, and then so my impression is that the way it works is that um, if I share my library and uh, somebody else like so Eddie is playing a game in my library, if I jump on and want to play any game in, in my library, it's going to kick Eddie off from the shared library. As far as I can tell from the FAQ. Now, obviously, that, that may not necessarily be the case when it comes out. It's possible that we're you know not understanding the nuances. But I get the impression that the sharing is very limited. Where it, it, like it couldn't be, I'm on my library playing my games as much as I want, while also Eddie is on my library playing my games as much as he wants. Yeah, it says if the one person's playing and then the owner um, Any wants game? to play. That sounds, the borrowing that sounds player, like kind of counterintuitive. The borrowing yeah. player will be prompted to either quit their current game or buy a separate copy. Like, yeah. hey, Eddie wants to play now. Do you want to buy your own copy? Right. Now, it would make sense to me if it was the same game. Like, if it's yes. like, I'm, I'm playing, you know, Dark Souls. Uh, that means oh, Eddie, not again. <laughs> that means Eddie can't play Dark Souls, uh, which he doesn't want to anyway. Uh, it's not that I don't want to play. It's just that just my teasing. thing is that... You're afraid of it. No, listening to two people talk about Dark Souls is so uninteresting to me. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's like that about any game that you, you know, don't See, play. Not, like, not necessarily, hey, like others... did you find this game to be hard? I also yes, found this game to be that's hard. That's exactly how the conversation This game is hard. We feel good for beating a hard game. Ho, ho, ho. It's like, true. Man, I had to try it's really true. hard on that one part, and then I couldn't do it, and then I had to try again. Yeah, dude, that also took me a lot of tries. Maybe I'll go try They're again tomorrow. They're a lot tomorrow. and clever than that. Well, so. I'm glad that <laughs> we a... can involve you in our scintillating conversations about a, a wonderful game. And it's not just you guys. It's Souls. everybody I ever see talk about Dark Souls. It's like, yeah, I had to fight that one thing, and it was hard, no, and no, I died. No, no, no. Fuck you, Eddie. No, we're going to make our own. This is going just to Jeff and you know what and Jeff Jermus because why not um oh god I lost my train of thought again oh uh, this so the steam sharing yeah I don't know I signed up for it I'll probably try and do it I mean because I'd love to be able to say like all right I know Eddie has bought brothers uh you know and once he's done with it it'd be great if I could you know play that but if it if it ends up being you know that two people can't be playing the same library at the same time that makes no sense to me. Yeah. Well, I, f- would, I feel like I mean, they'll cause problems for, like, it'll work for, for people that don't game very much. But it won't yeah, work like for... Yeah, like, for instance, uh, if this thing, let's say this thing was shareable, like, right like tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I'll, or let's say it's shareable next week on the 17th. Um, Jeff, I'll be playing Grand Theft Auto Five for quite a while. If you'd months. like to play any of my <laughs> games, you go right the fuck ahead. Right, yeah, and I am currently unemployed, so basically... <laughs> basically, you can get a lot done. <laughs> You know, it makes sense. Yeah, you're going on vacation. Honeymoon for a week. If you guys want to play my shit, play my shit. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense to me. Yeah, it seems like you should be able to do different games and stuff. But whatever. Like I get it from Steam's point of view because obviously I don't want people. This is a way to keep people from abusing the system, and I think yeah. that's why everybody's a little disappointed because they're like, we want to do abuse the system. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. That's why everyone's like, it makes perfect sense for Steam to do it like that. Did yeah. you see the thing that Microsoft? Valve, I mean. That Microsoft was like totally taken aback by people's reaction to their DRM stuff. Yeah, they didn't see it coming yeah. at all. It's like, really? One of the things related to this, this Steam thing is people are like, oh, well, everyone likes Valve, so that's why no one's really pissed about this Steam thing. It's like, no, because it's two entirely different things. One, the messaging is better, and two, you already have Steam and you already have a computer. You're not paying $500 for, you know, a 
you know, this DRM thing, like uh, this sharing thing that Microsoft was allegedly going to have. But yeah, like, how did Microsoft not have? Have they been on the internet recently? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that Windows 8 has been given some issues and stuff like that, but like, you'd think someone would have been like, um, sir, I don't like DRM, you know? <laughs> did they throw that guy out of a window or something? I don't, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. My favorite Hall of Oats song is Out of Touch, and I feel like that's appropriate here. Well, it's, the thing with DRM is that the people that love DRM are the execs really high up in the company. They're, they're not mm-hmm. the designers. They're, they're the people that are concerned about the Wild West of content and everything being And the people that signed the GTA 5 petitions. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean the people that want DRM is what I'm talking yeah. about. Like that, that for the most part, DRM is implemented very badly. And um, it, it, it tends to hurt the people that are the actual consumers and not the pirates. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 always like the corporate level that's pushing for it. So anything Microsoft is doing is coming from way up on high, and and not from like probably the people that are close to the console. So that's prob that's part of the reason why it was probably so badly implemented um, when they first announced it. Um, yeah. There was some other thing this week about how I'm not trying to turn this into like a bag on Microsoft thing. This but this is funny, and I would bag on anybody that did this. That um, there was a was it the Bulletstorm devs that said that um, developing for the PS4 was like 50% faster, um, and they weren't even saying that the machine is 50%. They just said developing on it is faster right now, mm-hmm. um, and like Microsoft kind of went off and re- responded to them and like yeah, all this they other got stuff. really like Major Nelson got involved. Yeah, and, and I'm like Neo Gaff, and it's like. I'm like, guys, come on. One machine is superior to another, like, hardware-wise. Like, that's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like there are specs. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, the, the Xbox, the Xbox like... was the most powerful system. Um, yeah, it was more couple powerful gens than back, the PS2. And it was not, you and know, the best win. system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the PS3, I believe, is slightly more powerful than the Xbox 360. It doesn't matter. Like... It's it's about so much more than that, but I think they're just so sensitive about everything right now. Like, it's funny. Where was this last gen? Yeah, I feel like last gen was very friendly. You know, yeah. like, um, yeah. like two gens ago, there was a little bit of warring. You know, back everyone remembers Sega Nintendo, but last gen, everything, everyone just kind of went to their corners and played nicely. <laughs> and then this gen, it seems like everyone's ready to like crap all over each other. Yeah. It's, well, I don't know. It's it's kind of fun in a way. It is also, kind of fun. It's juvenile, well, but it's fun. Also, okay. Maybe I missed part of this. Was he saying that it's the PS4 is faster than the one to develop for, or the PS4 is faster than the PS3? No, than the one to develop for. Uh, okay, interesting. Yeah, because I was gonna say like I know the big difference between the PS3 and the PS4 is like it in a completely different uh, chip architecture. Yeah, and the, and the PS3 was uh, I heard it's a bitch to develop. For. Yeah, because they made yeah, that ridiculous cell. cell processor. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Interesting. That's too bad. Yeah, going back to what we were talking about with Steam a few minutes ago, someone mentioned Brothers, and I wanted to talk real quick about that game. Um, I did a post about it this week, but... Um, he loves the Brothers. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. It's If anyone doesn't know what it is, it's a very simple game and by Starbreeze Studios, and it's you're basically controlling two brothers um, that are journeying to heal their sick father. And what's cool is that you control a different brother with each thumbstick on, on the controller. 
Um, it was originally released for Xbox Live Arcade, and now it's on Steam. Um, and so it's like you move with one control with one stick for each brother, and then you can interact with the triggers, one for each brother. And so you're solving puzzles at the same time, controlling. It's a single-player co-op game, basically, um, is the best way to describe it. And that is a good way to describe it, and which is just mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, and, well, and that's the thing. It's like it's actually like a test of like your dexterity and like your hand-eye coordination because sometimes like you get the brothers mixed up and then someone dies or, you know. Um, but the game is is no one's played it, so I'm not want to talk too long about it. But the game is definitely worth checking out. Um, it conveys a lot of emotion only through gameplay, which is so neat because and this is what I talked about in the post that there's so many games that try to do try to em, like emulate movies you know and try to have these big scenes and scripts and ridiculous stories to pull the same amount of emotion that this game does very early on with just gameplay um there's different little emotions like you're walking through a village and each brother can interact with the same things but the way they interact with them tells you a lot about their characters um and who they are and there's the big one's big brother one's little brother um but i'm just really impressed with the game already just like the amount of um it's just kind of got this emotional resonance. Like, it's it reminds me a lot of Journey. Like, just a very simplistic goal. It's kind of hitting these emotional notes. Um, so, I highly recommend it. It's short too. I think it's about three hours, right? Yeah, it's very short. Uh, people recommend to play it in one sitting, but ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of like the idea of games best played in one, like Journey. You know, yeah. I, I feel yeah. like you know part of the impact of Journey was playing it in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that that is a category of game that should grow. You know, I, I like I like cheap, you know shorter games in general, but um, I think that would be a really cool way to approach story driven or more experimental games, as long as the price reflects that. Um, so I'm, it's like, it'd be like seeing a sitting down and seeing a three hour movie, right? That you interacted with. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, because because maybe it would be easier for games to deliver on storytelling if they weren't trying to deliver on storytelling over the course of a 50-hour open-world yeah. game, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah. That, the, like Grand Theft Auto's about to do. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when the CIA shows up, you're going to get an email, all of you. Just let, I'm just letting you know. Yeah, once the government agency shows up. Well, that reminds me, because um, that's a little Far Cry 3 joke. Um, Jeff, you mentioned something about Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, what Ubisoft is going to be doing now because of the success of that in Call of Juarez. Yeah, Gunslinger. Like, so they, they called them like mini AAA games where, and if you think about it, it makes sense. They're like games with a lot of the same production values, but they're downloadables, they're cheaper, and they're shorter. Um, those are both pretty great games. And actually, uh, Gunslinger uh, did some cool stuff with narrative uh, where the whole game is told by an unreliable narrator who, who's just like, no, no, it didn't happen like that. Um, or he's like, oh, wait, no, I forgot about this part. And, and the, it's, it's implied that the whole thing might be a lie, too. And, oh, nice. and so as you're playing, the, the situation will change when he's like, oh, wait, no, it wasn't those guys. It was this other gang. And like the, so the enemies will change or like the, the, the landscape will change around you as he's changing his story. Um, but awesome. it, you know, it, but it, it's 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 a first-person shooter, you know, and it's it it's like gameplay mechanic-wise, it's just a fun, uh, straightforward action game, and what makes it interesting is the narrative. And I don't know, I really liked it. And apparently, like you know, the Call of Juarez series has been like around for a while. Um, I've never played any of the other ones. I heard they're not great. I heard yeah. this is the first good one. Yeah, which is interesting. 
that it's like it took them doing a mini like a mini triple yeah. a game but yeah i love the category i wish more developers would do that uh especially since it seems like both of those games were highly successful uh you know it seems like games publishers need to di- you know diversify what they're making because if they're only making these like 300 million dollar games that take first like, person shooters right five years to make and have to you know have to sell millions and millions of copies to, to even uh, get their money back. I don't know. I mean, that seems like a bad way to be. I want, I'm I'm really glad the Ubisoft guy was like, yeah, we we these did well. We're going to do this more. That's so awesome. I mean, say what I want. Like the thing with the at least Blood Dragon. I don't know about Call of Juarez, whatever. Um, is just that uh, they had the the template from the AAA yeah, game they yeah. did before. Yeah, so that I mean, made it a little did... bit easier. For them to do that, but yeah, I I agree with you 100. Like they should do more of this. Like the because Blood Dragon, I didn't love Blood Dragon, but I love the concept. I love the idea behind. Yeah, I'm it. totally so I'm totally glad I supported it, even mm-hmm. though I yeah. didn't like the game. Yeah, <laughs> I ended up not caring for it that much, but um, you know, it was it was decent. It was fun for a while, and I didn't yeah. feel cheated or anything because it was only 15 bucks. Yeah, no, it was it was it was fun. I think basically it was, and I I think I liked it more than you guys did, but I will agree that the style of it kind of wore off within the intro of the game. Like I- enjoying the ridiculous, uh, schlocky writing and and acting and style was good for the intro video, and then after that I was like, wait, no, no. <laughs> also, I had a hard time seeing anything because of the color scheme. Yeah, that that happened to me. But maybe it's because we're old. Yes, what are you talking about be. pink sky and a black ground is perfect for seeing stuff. <laughs> and lasers suck for head detection. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. Can you think of Can you think of any like? Okay, so so if if you were gonna pick from the Ubisoft, uh, you know, titles, like what game would you like to see a mini AAA? I'd love to see a. a isn't Assassin's Creed doing like an, an all naval game, like a mini? That would be game? yeah. I was just gonna yeah. say that would be great. Oh, they are making it's like, that. It's like on mobile or something. Hmm. That, but I want to see like a game is going to come to uh, I guess PS3. Yeah, games. I saw that. So that's neat. But yeah, I'd love to see them make little like mini because everyone see this. This I feel like it affects Assassin's Creed most of all because people keep waiting for like a really awesome time period and they keep doing things that people don't really want. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it seems like that'd be a cool way to satiate fans and tell little cool stories would just be to set do like an Assassin's Creed downloadable fifteen dollar yeah. yeah, here's a samurai here's a five hour samurai assassin game. Well exactly. Yeah. You you pick a yeah. you pick a time period or a setting that wouldn't support a full game. Yep. And and then you go crazy with it. But yeah, oh god. I, like think about that'd be so cool. <laughs> if they could do an Assassin's Creed in the style of like Akira Kurosawa with yeah. like Mark samurai, of the Ninja Ronin. I would love oh, that. That'd be baller. Well, what's also really cool is that the the team behind uh, Blood or Far Cry Three is doing um, uh, an RPG, like a side-scrolling RPG that looks really awesome. Yes. Called yeah. uh, Child of Light. Child of Light. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So props to Ubisoft. Their games are out there sometimes, but uh, and you play is terrible, <laughs> but, <laughs> but but I feel they're, like they're. Going, they're some of the most games I'm most interested in are all coming out of Ubisoft right now, like Watch Dogs, um, The Division, um, Child Assassin's of Light, Four. Assassin's Creed Four, um, you know, Far Cry Three just blew me away. Um, yeah, Far Cry Three was so good. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited about the stuff they're doing. Who would have thought? Just a few years ago, because <laughs> they this is just like the raving rabbits people, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and Raymond just came out, and everybody's raving about that, to use a pun, sort of. Um, uh, yeah, Legends. I mean, it, it, it looks kind of cool, but... Uh, it looks beautiful. I, I, you know, what was the last one that came out? Raymond... Yeah, I, I played a bit I of it. I didn't, I didn't like the controls. No, the, I didn't the, really the, like for platforming, either. I think it's really imprecise and kind of shitty jumping, so I don't like it, but I love that... I love the way it looks, and if it's successful, then God bless it. You know, but not for me. So I grew up on Mario. I need more precise jumping in my platforming. Nice. Well, I think <laughs> unless anyone else has anything to talk about, I think we've pretty much covered all of our topics um, for the evening. GTA 5 has 500 missions, you guys. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. Shit. That's almost too much. <laughs> Online, I meant, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just, they're trying to kill me is what's mm, happening. Pretty much. That's that's yeah. their their plan. I wish... Okay, here's a mini triple A. Grand Theft Auto, uh, with the technology we have now, Vice City. Just make me a Vice City game and make it... I don't care. Make the make the map smaller. Give me only one of the mini the three islands that was in Vice or the two islands that was in Vice City. Uh, just give me more Vice City. Give me that neon. Yeah, actually, you could just make Blood Dragon Vice City. <laughs> Blend that together. Maybe it'll be like Wind Waker HD. Didn't you guys say that that doesn't look very good? It does. Yeah, it doesn't. I looked at the Kotaku side by side video and I thought that the the one I was looking at I was like, oh, it looks really good. I was looking at the GameCube version. Um, it just the the HD version looks sort of washed out, kind of faded. It's not bright colors. I anymore. think if they, I think if it wasn't for the color scheme, it would look better. Like really, everything else because the screenshots have always looked pretty great. Wouldn't you agree? Like everything. Oh yeah, seen? no the the screenshots. Yeah. I was always like, oh my god, look! Like when we first when we first saw, it, we were like, oh my god, look! A reason to buy the Wii U. But now that I see it in motion, it just did not. No, I didn't like it. Yeah. No reason to buy the Wii U. I don't Wii particularly still. care for it. I still got my GameCube version. I'll throw that into my Wii and play that with the GameCube controller and be happy with it. Nice. All right, dudes. Well, I think that is it for the podcast. Uh, thanks for hanging in there. We've had a few technical difficulties and had some crazy stuff go down in my house. I'm sure I'll seamlessly edit all of it out. Well, except <laughs> oh, for the crazy sure. stuff that went down at your house. I can't edit real life, Eddie. I'm sorry. You can't edit real life? Well, then no. What the fuck good are you? What do we pay you for, Mitch? Yeah, seriously. We went over this last week. You don't pay me. Uh, that's right. Okay, no. well, if you want to follow us on Gamersushi, follow us on Twitter. We're twitter.com slash Gamersushi. You should rate and review the cast. I am twitter.com slash Eddie Rivas. I am twitter.com slash unsquare. I am twitter.com slash mi7ch. I am twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore. And Nick is uh, non-existent today. Sorry, but he is twitter.com slash Nick Mark. Cool. Thanks for stopping by, dudes. Yay. Later. Follow me on Twitter for raging Tampa Bay Buccaneers tweets. <laughs> <laughs>